My name is Nolan Meadows, and with me today I have Chandler Cox. Chandler, can you share a few fun facts about yourself? Yes, I can. I've been a musician, I play the clarinet, for about 13 years now. I really want to do music therapy, and another interest of mine is costuming, known to some as cosplaying, so we want to get... Yeah, we can get right into it. So today we're going to be talking about step four, but we're also going to be doing a little bit of a review of our first three steps. Just to kind of remind everybody of what all these steps are, step one is being specific and standing on God's promises. Step two is asking God for what you want. Step three is being positive in your thinking. And step four is going to be guard your mind. So I wanted to read a little bit of that description for y'all today. And here's what it says is step number four to receiving answered prayer is guard against every evil thought that comes into your mind to try to make you doubt God's word. So moving on in that conversation, Chandler, what does it mean to guard your mind? To me, guarding your mind is making sure you don't necessarily have any negative thoughts coming in, whether that's from someone you know or social media the news media in general or even yourself having negative thoughts towards yourself that don't line up with the word making sure you monitor your intake limit your intake or even try not to have any intake of negativity at all Mm -hmm. so yeah absolutely that's my biggest thing uh, so, do you have any kind of methods that you use to guard your mind? For the most part, again, I try to, especially now in the world we live in, I try to limit how much negative media, negative news that I read. If I have any super toxic friends, I try to cut them off so I'm not hearing that negative talk in my ear all the time. Mm-hmm. I honestly try to stay away from drama yeah. as much as I can because drama isn't needed. Like, yeah. come on. Life's a little bit better without drama. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. You kind of touched on it already, but can you talk about how guarding your mind relates back to that step number three and being positive in your thinking specifically? Yeah, I mean... I feel like they kind of go hand in hand, trying to limit, with guarding your mind, again, you have to kind of limit negativity, and which goes back to positive thinking. I mean, if you want to have positive thinking at all times, you can't really have any negative junk right. coming into your mind, into your eyes, or anything like that because you know what you take in you're gonna you're gonna put out yeah yeah for sure so kind of to keep on with the train moving uh one of the things he says in here and it's just a little snippet from it but he's talking about why he says that's why you should stay away from all places and things that do not support your affirmation that god has answered your prayer so in saying that can you describe a time when you had to step away from something that didn't support your affirmation that god would answer your prayer or had yeah or had already answered your prayer i went to university of montevallo i loved it but it was a liberal arts school and honestly, I was the only one of my 
denomination there. Mm-hmm. A lot of Baptists, a lot of Lutherans, like not Church of God Pentecostal. Right. Which there's nothing wrong with that. But I started going up to Cleveland, Tennessee for church conferences. And mm-hmm. I had really liked it and thought, oh, I want to transfer to Lee because, you know, I'll be up there with all this ministry stuff going on. But then I had to step back and think, you know, I might be the only light that some of these students see. And I knew I wanted to go to Montevallo. That was the place where I felt the most peace about going to college. Right. Three that I toured. And I also had to think about, you know, I was leaving my family behind, my Oasis family. Mm -hmm. A place where I felt like I had grown more spiritually. Yeah. In the few year, in the couple of years that I had already been here, so um, I really had to take a step back from thinking that kind of stuff. Because again, um, I might have been the only light that some of the students I saw. So right, yeah, definitely there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something to keep in mind as we're just going through life. Is that even when we're in spots where it just seems like it's really just bites honestly and it's just bad is to remember that those are the times where there's a reason that we're there and that and and just like what you were talking about earlier is like it doesn't matter what your denomination is in reality because the foundation of it is jesus christ exactly Mm -hmm. that's that's our rock that's our pillar in that he died on the cross for our sins and came back and yeah. that is our rock. That is our foundation that we have to remember. So there's a reason that we're somewhere, even if we don't necessarily like it. And anybody who's listened previously, they've heard me say it a few times now. You know, I'm a resident assistant at school. And this past year, I went from having one staff that I had I had a pretty decent chunk in selecting who got hired. And then they closed down that building. And I ended up walking into the school year with a completely brand new staff that I had zero say in hiring. And honestly, for a while, I was just kind of frustrated with it. I was left going, this is just not a fun situation. I don't really want to be in this situation. And it ended up turning into one of the best experiences of my life. I ended up walking away with a group of guys that I knew I could truly call brothers. And they were the kind of guys we all knew, like, if we had a prayer request, all we had to do was tell each other, hey, I need you to be praying for me. We all knew that if we said, see you later, bro, I love you, we knew we meant it. And that was just a really good experience. So it's definitely remembering that no matter where we're at, there's a reason for it. So I kind of wanted to move into still talking about just things that might not support that affirmation. What are some of the wrong things, quote unquote, that can cause you to let your guard down or that you might need to guard your mind against? Oh, there's, I feel like there's so much that you could really talk about with that question. Mm -hmm. Um, I think pride is a big one that you need to be careful about. Um, My ninth grade English teacher used to say, pride comes before the fall. Right. And you know the old saying, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely guard your mind against pride because if you become too prideful, one thing can send that tumbling down right. so quick. Right. All it takes is one pebble coming loose on the mountain before you're back at the bottom. Yeah. Lust is not 
yeah, lust is one that you've got to be careful about. That's when I hear so much talked about when it comes to like guarding your mind and guarding your mm-hmm. heart too. That you've got to be careful with lustful thoughts, like lock them away. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to friendships, you got to be careful with like toxic friendships. Like if you know it's no good for you then sometimes you've got to love them from a distance right like i love you but i can't really associate with you because you might you could potentially bring me down to a place that i don't need to be and again i keep harping on it but like media Mm -hmm. especially right now when you're hearing the two same things all the time, which one of the thing, like the protests, that's something that does need to be, change is something that does need to be happening. Right, right. But at the right. same time, you can't look at it all the time or you're going to make yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. So those are, right now I feel like those are like the big Yeah, kind of your things. big ones, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And can you can you just like list those off again one more time for me? Pride, lust, toxicity, and negative media. Yeah, those are those are definitely ones to keep in mind. I think I could definitely agree with you and say that those are probably your big four to an extent right now. And just because it's so easy to find in today's society, in today's culture, it's just not hard to find access to any of those things. Exactly. Pride is in abundance. I mean, lust, all it takes is typing in one website name and there you go. I mean, negative media, you don't even have to be looking for that. Yeah, no. You can just be watching Spongebob and have a commercial come on. Or like looking through your social media. Oh, there it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing is it's it's not hard to come by a lot of the stuff. Oh, I've thought of another one, fear. Fear is a big one, too. And fear and negative media, I feel like, are going hand-in-hand right right now. I definitely agree with that. Fear, you know, part of the reason why I even wanted to start the podcast is because as I looked around, especially in today's climate in 2020, I see the people who are always talking about facts, not fear, and then the people who are just nothing but fear mongers. And I never talk. I never saw anybody that talked about faith over fear. Right. You know, no nobody that said, "I get it. There are scary things. Here are the facts, but this is the faith that we've got to use and that we've got to walk yeah. in." And that's part of the reason why the name of the podcast is "No Hope and Use Faith." You know where your hope is. You know where it's anchored at. But in order to what uh, Brother Allen, our pastor here at Oasis, has said, faith moves the hand of God. Yes. That requires using faith and stepping out in it. And so I kind of want to kind of continue on with what we're already talking about here. Uh, One of the statements that he makes in this section is, your thoughts are governed and affected by observations, associations, and teachings. Describe a time or time when these three things played a role in your prayer life. (laughs) Um, So as far as like observations go, one time or multiple times with one of these things like if my gas gauge is getting on low and you see that orange light 
pop up, that famous orange light comes up. I'll see it come on, and I quite literally, I will say, Lord Jesus, help me get enough, help me to have enough gas to get to this place and then get to a gas station afterwards. Mm-hmm. And 10 times out of 10, that's how it works. Another time, or other times, it's seeing the seeing news and that kind of thing and seeing the state of the world or even just the U.S. and asking, hey, we need to pray about this because this is a real issue going on. We need to pray that God takes control over this. Associations, friends who tell me that they have certain issues going on, praying for them, and then teaching you know, one of the teachings that I always know about is, that I've always heard about and been taught is healing. So that always, like when you're praying for the sick, I always go back to those verses in Isaiah. Mm-hmm. So those are like my, those are the things that pop in my head mm-hmm. right away. Yeah, Isaiah has some golden verses in there. There's one in particular. I don't remember the exact chapter and verse, but I definitely remember the phrase or the verse itself was, you know, you you look but you do not see, you hear but you do not listen. Right. Which is something that we as a society struggle with. Mic drop. Honestly, just so hard for society as a whole to, to listen and to actually, like, see everything. God gave you one mouth but two ears. Mm-hmm. Listen, as much as you, listen twice as much as you talk. Right, absolutely. And like I think it's Gretchen. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, though, is it's, it's so important for our society to gather those kind of things and to understand that kind of stuff, and, but people tend to struggle. And kind of one, one last thing I kind of wanted to read uh, from the step four section, then we'll kind of get into our, our quick review of steps one through three, was uh, Philippians 4, verse 8, which says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. And so I, I kind of was wondering, did you have any kind of thoughts on that verse? All I can say is I agree with it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know that I can add much more to that verse than, than what's already there. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, that's definitely one that, and this is where, like, f- books like Philippians, uh, I'm doing a study on Galatians right now and the fruits of the Spirit specifically. And you just kind of get to look through some of this stuff, and you see that structure that it provides. Right. You know, Galatians, with the fruits of the Spirit, goes over a lot of the ways that we as Christians should be acting towards, at least towards one another, at a minimum. Uh, and then this Philippians right here, 4 and 8, just like what you said, there's really nothing more that can be added to it other than just, I agree with it. And that was just kind of a verse I wanted to sort of talk about a little bit and just sort of put it out there for people to hear. But moving on to the review portion, from steps one through four, which one would you say helped you to develop a stronger prayer life? Honestly, I think step one, standing on God's promises, Mm -hmm. because 
there are so many promises that God has for the believer. Eternal life, healing, blessing, not prosperity gospel level, but you know, long life. He has a plan for you. All of God's promises are yes and amen. Quote the song, yes and amen. But those, I'm really thinking that's the big one because you can always remind God of his promises. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rainbow is a promise. Right, God, yeah. Not to flood the earth again. Yeah. I gotta give it props to step one. <laughs> I respect that. Step one is definitely, you know, there's there's a reason it's the first step. It's it's a strong one. Uh, and kind of continuing to talk about step one a little bit, uh, you know, like you said, it talks about standing on God's promises and praying according to his word. Are there any kind of specific verses that you keep in mind for yourself? A lot of them. <laughs> there's, there's a list. Jeremiah 29, 11, classic. I know the plans I have for you. John three sixteen, another classic. Mm-hmm. Um, Romans eight twenty eight, for we know all things work together for the good of those who love God. He was bruised for our transgressions, pierced for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Mm-hmm. The verse where it says, uh, a thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, mm-hmm. but it won't come near you. Yeah. So step two talks about being specific with what you pray for, but keeping it in line with the word. So can you describe a time when you had to assess if something was in line with God's word? I mean, no. <laughs> Don't all of us have to assess if you're praying for, like, relationship, praying about relationships or something like that? That's true. That's like, true. For, <laughs> wanting to be with this certain person. <laughs> yeah, we, we do have to uh, go back and assess things a lot of times, especially when it comes to relationships. Sometimes it's not even those romantic relationships. Uh, sometimes, oh, no, sometimes it's just friendships. Yeah. Um, you mentioned it earlier when we were talking, you know, talking about sometimes you just got to love people from a distance. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's definitely something to keep in mind. And just to kind of move on into our last question for step three, uh, and we kind of talked about it already, but, you know, it does talk about keeping your thoughts positive, and I think you sort of mentioned it, but yeah. what are some ways that you do this? Again, trying to limit negative media intake which for the most part like I don't watch the news at all because I think most if not all main news network lean one way or another Mm -hmm. they're all all biased in some way or another so really making sure that if you do look at the names, not on social media, of course, but like news in general, find a um, news network that is as middle ground as you can possibly get. No, like, 
I, I guess I could say then if it has like a lit like a little leaning, not a whole lot, but just a smidgen mm-hmm. of leaning, that's okay. Yeah. But if it's full on one way, one bias or another, then you know. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Just just kind of look for neutral. Um, watching who you're hanging out with, I guess. Again, don't hang out with people that are extremely toxic. Mm-hmm. Because then, especially if they're saying stuff about you, then, like, to your face, that'll change how you think about yourself. Right. Because that's a dangerous... Dangerous game to play. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a dangerous line to cross. I would know. I've been in that situation. High school, you know. You know how it is in high school. (laughs) People are not done maturing at that point. High school is a tough time. There's sometimes I think people that are out of high school have not matured <laughs> past high school, but you know, that's a whole different subject. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That you have to watch out for. Social media intake is something you have to watch too, making sure that you don't see 75% negative to 25% positive. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of it for our review. Did you have any other thoughts that you wanted to share from when you taught or anything? No, I don't think I have anything. All right. Well, final question. You mentioned at the top of the broadcast that you did cosplay. Yes. What's been your favorite character to cosplay as? Oh, that is a hard one because I've liked pretty much every cosplay that I've done that really is a hard one because I mean I like different characters for different reasons Mm -hmm. like one that I've done a whole lot is Ladybug from the TV show Miraculous Adventures of Ladybug and Cat Noir and I also cosplay her alter ego Marinette um with Ladybug, I feel really confident in that cosplay, whereas Marinette, I feel like I relate to her a lot. I feel like a lot of the characters that I cosplay, I relate to in some form or fashion, mm-hmm. or I just feel really confident as them. Yeah. So, it's hard I'd say Paradise because she was the first one that I really made after learning a lot. Because Paradise is kind of proof, I guess, that of how far I've come. Yeah. And I'm really proud of that one. I honestly don't know if I really have a favorite cosplay. And that's okay. As long as you're enjoying it. Chandler, I want to thank you for coming on today and talking with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Y'all be sure to tune in for next week's episode. We'll be going over step five.